The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Annalise and Lottie, our Rosies. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez, and we are talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the North Farthing and the beautiful state of Ohio. And friends, today I am joined by Bill Joe Baggins, Joe Lewis. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing phenomenal. Man, this is this is so cool. Uh, so surprise, everyone. Uh, we are <laughs> we, we, here. Here we are. Uh, we got some announcements. We got some sort of news to share. I know we've been kind of away for a bit, and uh, we're going to explain all of this. I don't even know that Joe knows. I mean, I just said we're going to hit record, and we're just going to roll with this because a lot of things have happened in the past. I don't know year plus, and and even just like since Lane and I recorded, we've actually recorded two episodes. And uh, Joe, we were like bouncing around. I told you I was like. I think you were asking me, which chapter are you on? Because you've seen us like on the Instagram covering, you know, out recording, doing different stuff. So like, which episode are we on? We're doing the uh, gathering clouds. And although the clouds are gathering today, we're gathering and, and we're this, I feel like I needed to bring a ray of, of sunshine into all of these, these clouds that are gathering. That's why I got all Bill Joe here. But yeah, that's the chapter we're doing today. So we actually, just to, to get everyone caught up here, the next episode which is going to be chapter 16. Lane and I recorded that episode, my friend. I think like, I don't know, October or September. I can't remember which one, which is crazy, right? So, um, you know, we were doing that and then we were, we were deciding whether or not we we had some other guests that we are going to get back to. And um, it's just tough getting everyone's schedule together. So those individuals were like, hey, we can't do that chapter until this date, but other people could do it earlier. And it was just kind of uh, it was it was a lot to get everybody in. So I figure, you know, once we get through these these chapters, we're still going to have, you know, show news and different things like that and and episodes and, and other things to cover. So we'll get those guests back on because we want to bring you more voices and stuff. But we had to we, we had to get this in here. And 
Um, wanted to, you know, also mention that for those of you that don't know, um, Lane is Lane and Sarah are currently, um, and I, and I talked to them, uh, Joe, just about this and just what they've been sharing on social media. They're uh, Vigo. So you'll actually hear in the next episode that that episode is brought to you by Vigo, and we haven't had a chance to post it. It's sitting on my uh, on my desktop. Just haven't had. It, we had to get this episode in first, just you know, chronologically. Uh, to, to make them all kind of make sense. You do chapter 15 and then 16. So you're going to hear Lane talk a lot about Vigo. And so I won't um, go into all the different, you know, details and things, but they're currently at Children's Hospital. We, you know, we, we send them um, our best. We love them. And uh, I, I, they just have a lot of different things going on over there. They've been in the hospital for quite some, some time. Joe, you've been, you've been seeing some of these yeah. updates as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and the reason I wanted to mention this and the reason I'm bringing it out here to the podcast is because I, I was worried. I know I've been getting a lot of um, emails and just sort of um, messages of, of concern just from folks, which we appreciate, by the way. I mean, I, I am always blown away by the kindness that people show and that people are, um, you know, fans of the show, that they love the series, that they love to, it's, it's, it's a fellowship, man. It's, it, it's truly a fellowship. And people have been on this journey with us. And so some folks, you know, do follow Lane and Sarah on social media and knew and other folks did not. And they were kind of sending me messages, uh, the main account sending it messages. And I was just worried that that people who, you know, might, you know, just just I just wanted folks to know, because it's when there's just silence and some of them don't follow any accounts, they're reaching out and sort of just like, you know, what happened? So. Uh, that, that's sort of where we're at, and we've had to kind of put the hi the uh, podcast on hiatus. Unfortunately, with this episode not being recorded, I couldn't like feed the other two out, you know. So I was like, I'm kind of in this this pickle. Um, but it's all good. I talked to Lane, and I said, "What do you think about this?" I said, "I'm gonna." Uh, so I went. I went and I met, I met with him at the hospital. Oh gosh, I think it was uh, last week. And I said, "Bill Joe, drop one day." <laughs> he was so excited, man. He was like, he's been texting me. He's like, "When's the episode coming?" You know. Like, when are you guys getting together? So uh, that's been fantastic. And, and I said, coming soon. So I'm going to give them a little sneak peek here. But uh, shout out to them. They're, they're going through a lot. They've got a, little, a lot of different things going on um, mm -hmm. with, with Vigo. And he's such a strong little guy teaching everyone so many things. But he's been in intensive care over there. And I think this is okay to share. They've, they've, um, they've shared quite a bit of his story. And, and Lane's just like, how can you not? He said to me, how can you not share some of what this little guy is going through? Because he is... He's such a fighter and he's, he's just such a, his spirit is so strong. Um, yeah. But he, they, they uh, recently had um, open heart surgery and he had kind of this, uh, and you'll hear in the next episode, which I'm going to drop a lot of these, I think in pretty quick order. You know, I think I'm going to kind of go right through and, and drop the ones that we've recorded. I'm not going to wait a whole long time on that. Cause I, I want you guys to hear uh, from Lane and, mm -hmm. uh, and hear some of our other guests there, but yeah, that's, that's sort of where they've been at the hospital and it, it could be, um, we have weeks, maybe months. We're not really sure, you know, so it's just kind of uncertainty. And uh, I felt like it would be good also for their spirits to hear uh, from Bill Joe and just to kind of, you know, hear, listen to the podcast and fun stuff. Because I have a few surprises today, my friend. I have, I have, I have some surprises. All right. Um, you guys know we're going to get to a big one here in a little bit. We're going to be talking about the Rings of Power. Holy. So excited. Holy smokes. What a freaking drop. I mean, what a freaking, yeah. <laughs> Spin around his chair. It, it literally, it, it, was, it, was, it was so crazy. And like, it's been great because um, Lane was messaging me. Uh, Sarah has been home with the girls for a couple of days and they're, they're kind of going back and sharing that. And he was like, he said he's been talking to Vigo about what he saw, you know, and, and 
and is in sharing with him. So he's been messaging me, leaving me voicemails about it. He's like, Vigo probably thinks he thinks I'm going crazy over here. So <laughs> I'm spinning about this title, you know, release and just how, how cool it is. So we're going to get to that. I think we're actually going to pull it up here in a second if I can. And we, uh, we're going to watch it and just, just sort of talk about it and click through it. Um, but before we do that, we're jumping. We're already into Quick Council. That was your your podcast update. Um, one final thing, too, if you guys do follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, so it's at Uptalk and Tolkien, you can find through, through that account, like just Lane and Sarah are tagged in there. And again, I would just say um, positive, just, just positive energy. We're, just, we're trying to send all of our positive, our love, our vibes and all, the, all those things you know, to, to, uh, Lane and Sarah, just, there's, there's so many things, uh, going on, but, uh, and, and my Rosie, um, just wanted them to know as well that, uh, that she is thinking about you guys and, and she's sending all of her love to Vigo and family and can't wait to come over and spend some quality time in the backyard under the party tree as, uh, aunt Lottie, which is by the way, I want to, I want to dive into this, my friend. So last time we talked, um, you had mentioned, God, I look back. You remember when we did the Grey Havens and we did that episode in the backyard? Oh my gosh! How could I forget? Right? Okay, fantastic episode. I, I so have. This is like a three-hour podcast that we did, and it was it was it was wonderful. But I, th- I think at the time you were um, were you recently engaged at that time? I think we were. Yeah. Talking right? Okay, right. So has there been any major changes in your in your life or anything? I, you know, uh, back in July, me and my Rosie and Elise uh, got married. Um, Let's go. <laughs> we did like a kind of 20s theme wedding and we just had an absolute blast. We actually had, I'm not exaggerating when I say it, it's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend had a 1923 Model T Ford that after the ceremony we drove off in and it was just phenomenal. Like I cranked it to start it up. What? So much fun. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was just, it was an absolute blast. It was like the perfect culmination of like both of our combined interests. It's so much fun. And, um, afterwards we took a trip to the far West in the lands of California and got to do some hiking. I actually brought, uh, this very pipe and smoked it in the Redwoods, uh, in California, which was just super fun. So that has been one of many fun adventures in 2021 that has just been so much fun. Gosh, that is, that is awesome. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, because I, 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 you know, Lane was keeping me up to date on some of that. By the way, those of you who just heard my mic switch over, it sounds, sounds so much better, doesn't it? Uh, so I, <laughs> just This is amateur hour over here, buddy. I'm over here like we don't normally run the podcast like this. So uh, this is I'm, I'm learning on the fly. Um, no, man, that's great. And congratulations. Like that is, that is super awesome. And uh, I love that picture. Can we see that picture again? Real quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we like in good. between the ceremony and yeah. the reception went out to like a nearby that's park cool. and took a couple wedding photos. Mm-hmm. I had a full Royal blue, uh, suit for my wedding and mm. it was fun. It. Yeah, it was, it. it was a blast. I love it. Well, um, so, okay. On, on, along a similar line here, I want to say, Thank you, my yeah. I want to say thank you. My pleasure. And, and so, one for being here. Two for something I'm about to I'm about to um, jog your memory on something you said to me. So okay. this was during that episode in Lane's backyard. Remember that time when we're when we're when we're sitting there, we're starting the podcast, and I, and and I asked you guys a question. I said, "How does one acquire one of these rosies?" Yes. Right. 
how does one acquire one of these? And, you know, the, the joke was, hey, you got to look them up in the phone book. You got to roll. Them. <laughs> like, it's, it's just go find one. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Lane Lane went on to kind of mention too, like, I think your Rosie is going to find you. Yeah. And um, interesting that my my Rosie and I was going to back up here. And, and so what what is actually out in the next week's episode, what you guys are going to hear in the following episode is me talking to Lane about all of this. So I figured I'd fill um, you know, Bill Joe in here just on, on, on my life and why the, another element to the podcast, I guess that's been making it difficult to get content out. And anybody who follows me on my social media knows I've been, I've been over in Costa Rica. We had Jim on, you were talking about how we had Jim Nichols on. He was giving me, uh, like advice, uh, what, what's the, what do they say over there? Pura Vida. Pura Vida. I, I, and you told me you've been there. You've been oh, there. I went there before Jim did. Yeah. So Holy smokes, man. Crazy. What, so what were you, what were you there for? You, like, um... The same thing that Jim did. I was in the, in the program, but the year prior. So I went okay. Uh, okay. fall of 2010 and then he went the following year. So actually the host family he stayed with. Yeah. I got really, really close to, and, um, We've kind of bonded over that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, one of the most beautiful countries. I would love yeah. to come back someday. It's crazy. For me, it's been almost 12 years since I've been back, which is just weird to think about. But, wow. yeah, yeah, Costa Rica is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, 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 So I really enjoyed it. And and just to kind of catch folks up here, where I'm, where I'm going with this is that um, – these guys were giving me advice on, on finding my Rosie, all these different things. So after that conversation, which was in 2020, right when the pandemic started, I think it was about uh, a few months later, old as his, his Rosie found him, you know, and <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. She, she found me and we started talking, kept it close to the chest. And uh, mm -hmm. I remember I, I shared some stuff with Lane and I, early on, I was like, this, this is it, man. This, this, this is awesome. And so the pandemic is, is going on. She's from Germany. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she's from Germany. And uh, so we give her a shout out at the top of the show. Lottie is, is, is wonderful. I, I, I love her dearly. And um, so we were uh, talking about how, how do you get together? Like, so, you know, when, when we met, it was just like we're the, the distance factor plus the travel restrictions. So that's why Costa Rica came up. It was the country that would allow us to like go in there, you know, and, and be together because there were just travel bans and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, story goes on traveling, traveling, traveling in the next episode, you guys are going to hear that. Um, and that was back in, I think that was early October. Like I said, maybe it was September when we recorded that. And I say to Lane, you know, I had just come back from, from, uh, Scotland and I said, I'm engaged. You know, I said, I'm, I said, I'm engaged. So dro drop that, that, that on him. And, and in this episode, I'm gonna drop on you guys, uh, that, uh, this is for Bill Joe got married, bro. I went and got what? married. What? <laughs> So that's I, awesome. couple, couple, couple married men talking here, you know, just, yeah. uh, just so and that's actually kind of funny. I was at the, uh, I was at the hospital talking to, to Lane and Sarah had some suspicions. So we're down in the lobby and, and Sarah calls downstairs. And I remember Lane just said, he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey baby, just, uh, just sitting down here, a couple married men talking. And she's like, what? You know? And I was just like, and so I, I wanted to use Lane's line here on, in the, in the episode. Uh, oh, that's funny, amazing. But, Congratulations, dude. Hey, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so it's just been a while. It's been such a wild, crazy thing. I went to went to Germany and then we went up to Scotland and everything. So uh, just just fantastic. I'm going to share more details and all that kind of stuff 
you know, later on. But I just, uh, yeah, just just drop and just I, because she actually. So here's the thing. She was um, I remember when she first started talking to me, she said, you know, she didn't really want to listen to the podcast necessarily. Like she heard me on another project and thought, mm -hmm. wow, you know, there's a whole backstory on how, you know, the love at first sound, if you will. Uh, <laughs> so and she said. But the one episode where she did come and she just wanted to like click and just just see what the YouTube looked like. We had just posted our video um, about um, the Grey Havens. And oh, you really? Were, okay. Yeah. And so she she saw you first wow. and, and, and like you're there and she literally just clicked in randomly, she said, uh, around like five to six minutes. And we're talking about Rosie. And she literally said in her in her wonderful heart, she was like, I'm his Rosie and I know it. And I'm over here. And like, so this whole thing. So there, there's more to it than that. There's other podcast projects involved and different things. But I was sitting like, what the heck? So when she told me that and I knew that you were coming on this episode, I thought, all right, this is this is this is becoming more fu full circle than I can imagine. And uh, I felt like I had to, you know, let let folks know. So that is yeah. beautiful. crazy, right? <laughs> right. And so it's kind of it's it's kind of podcasting that, that like brought us together. And so I felt like this is a this would be a fun way because. For, for Elaine and I, uh, and, and, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast or, or has been a, a part of it, you know, it's, this is a, this is a journey. It's, it's a life journey. I mean, it's, it's about fellowship and friendship and, and, and all these things, uh, relationships. And I just felt for some reason, I share much more about my personal life and just, um, you get more into, I don't know, spirit and soul. And just, we get into deeper things yeah. in, in this in this podcast like i i cover other things and and i we just i don't have the same type of conversations it's not it's just different material you're covering and 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 also a different friend and stuff and so um it's just been uh something i i wanted to share and i've been kind of holding it back wanted to share it here on up talking tolkien and so there we go my friend i'm honored thank you yeah, yeah. hey so, if i were there in person i would yeah. smoke this with you but Yes, I know. Oh my gosh. We, yes. I, we need to, we need to have a good old fashioned out in the, out in the backyard. And so uh, Lottie will be here in about two weeks and oh, wow. yeah, so we're, we're going to kind of get together and when we, we're going to have to pick a weekend and talk to Lane and Sarah and see if we can get some time, you know, we'll just see how things go, whether, even if it's this summer or whenever, just to, to get together and oh. smoke up, you know, just around, sit around the fire and just, uh, ah, gosh, underneath the party tree. My gosh, it's just so so good. Um, <clears throat> okay, so there's an update for you, friends. And uh, thank you again for everyone's patience and just understanding as we're working our way through The Hobbit here and getting things done, different order, uh, all, all that good stuff. But now let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit and we're going to move into some pretty exciting stuff here. And again, I'm on the I'm on the fly here trying to trying to do this. Let's see if this works here, buddy. I'm going to share a screen. And I'm going to, can you see that? Can, can you see that screen? That popped up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So this is the uh, Amazon prime video. This is their YouTube account. And I have pulled up here just the one minute uh, Lord of the Rings, the rings of power title announcement. I was blown away by this. Um, we're going to let it play. It's got some great audio to it. And then we're going to discuss. So here we go. Let's just sit back and listen to this and uh, see what we get. Three rings for the elven kings. 
under the sky. Seven for the Dwarf Lords, in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men, doomed to die. One for the Dark Lord, on his dark throne. In the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. Yeah. I mean, literally what? unbelievable. So I, I could not believe this. What were your initial thoughts on, on when, when, you, when you saw this? Man, okay. So number one, I, don't, I did not anticipate, because this has taken place during the Second Age, right? Based on what we've yeah. heard. I didn't anticipate necessarily that this would be the main focus that they were going to focus on, but the rings of power, I feel like, and again, I don't want to sound like a poser with me not reading all the different books and stuff. I can't, I don't know a lot of the history and whatnot, but I would imagine the rings of power play into the overall history of the Tolkien universe. So to, so to see how that pieces into all this different history and has the effect on previous ages, I think will be really, really interesting. And just even from this initial little teaser, I, I can tell, I was like, okay, they're doing their own spin. I know it's, there's not a lot to go off of, but it's like, it's, it seems unique and separate enough from the original Peter Jackson movies that, it can captivate a new audience, but still retain that excitement. And so for me, I was just like, what? This is going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait to see more about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I, it is, and you're right that it's, it's um, not much as no, like the second age is just an outline. We don't really, I mean, it's 3000 years and, and there are a list of like 25 kings that have extended lives and there are elves who are, you know, immortal. And that lived during this time. And I, I, I've been thinking the same thing. I'm like, what are they going to carve out? What are they going to cut out and, 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 and try to tell us? And it, I, whether it's now we have to see the creation of the ring, right? We're going to see the creation yeah. of these rings of power uh, is what's implied here. And then, like you said, how do they affect? Because that is something we didn't know. We just know that there were rings and some of them took them off and that. And that there was uh, a one ring that could that could bend them to their will, and all these different things, different guardian for uh, guardians for the elven rings, and and uh, and you're like, wow, what does that all mean? How does it all work? And so it is a really good, I don't know, like a like a a tie-in that they're gonna make it a focus and help us understand what Anatar Sauron was doing, and then maybe why those rings are so powerful because i've always wondered like this is probably a simple stupid question but like what are their powers like what are the how are they powerful what do they do do they give you influence insight different things i mean like what is it that that's going to be it, were there notes on that it was were there things that tolkien because they're just such a big mystery that yeah i don't know right yeah and to be able to like unpack that and see a little bit of like what each different ring made it unique and separate. Like what do the rings of men yeah. have that are separate from the rings 
of the elves and the rings of the dwarves. And, you know, right. obviously we've seen the one ring of power and the effect that that has, but to unpack what the different powers of the separate other rings are and how they differ from each other. I'm just like, what? this is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. I know. And it, it just looks awesome. You know, something I did not know and shout out to, um, Cam Hansen, who's done some of our, our like commercials and has done some fun stuff uh, with mm-hmm. us and, and just filming. Um, and he's, he's great. Uh, I'll put a link down his, his social media. I'm going to have him on the show too, at some point here, just to, just to discuss this because he pointed out, and I didn't know there was, there's an actual behind the scenes reel. Let me oh. see. Um, have you seen this where they did like the making of where they showed? Oh no, no. Okay. This was on, let me see if I can find it on their, on their Twitter. Um, I'll kind of take this down real quick. Let me undo that. Yeah, they they actually have, I guess, because Cam Cam pointed this out that there's um that's not CGI. Like uh, apparently it's it's actual real, real effects or something. And I was shocked by that. I actually didn't believe him. I was like, come on, now how, some of that has to be, you know, like let's not get carried away here. Like like may, maybe part of it's real, but then there's there's a bit that's that's not like. Uh, it's that is CGI or something. It's, it's all real. All of this is real. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. So let's see here if they if they show us. So that's just the trailer. Um, sorry. No, I gotta find this real quick. So it's called the um, the making of the title reveal for Lord of the Rings. Let's see if we can find it. Um. The rings of power. Yeah. Wow. I want to. I got to used to saying that. The rings of power. What a powerful title. What did you think of the title itself? Actually, dude, I was I was pumped. And now that we have our own rings of power as well, you know. Yeah. Maybe- <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Okay, here it is. Took me a second, but I I got it here. Let me pull this back up for you guys. So add this in here. Uh, have you seen this? This is this is them actually making the title. So here we go. This is, uh, I'm going to turn the volume up a little bit on this. And there we go. But they're, it's like real, man. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that are listening, if you get a chance to go to our YouTube channel or even just go look this up, um, IGN has this exclusive where they're showing, look at that. They're pouring water over this molten like they're actually building the title. It, what? It's crazy. I mean, it's it is. It's another level that I. I yeah. What? The, that's amazing. Right? Is that not? I, I okay. So anyone who hasn't seen that, I was blown away. Because you know, normally you just stop at like who goes to IGN afterwards. I don't know. You hear them talk about stuff, but they they had this exclusive kind of behind the scenes. There's this guy running over. Right? They've got the cameras out on the table. He's running over there, pouring this uh, into a wooden sort of um, it's like it's wood. Cast. Yeah, 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 like a cast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can see them pouring that there. The camera pops in right there. Let me go back to uh, like nine. Yeah. Eight seconds. You can see the camera kind of flying over top to get that first pour, which is pretty cool. And then just the. So to me, is that like I, I think some of the smoke and stuff they might have uh, done up a bit, but. Look at that. Man, I want to like just buy that. Like, right? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's probably 
hundreds of thousands of dollars if it ever did go up on sale but like oh god yeah <laughs> it is it is uh yeah just just really cool man they're burning the crap out of that yeah they are and it looks uh so here we go yeah just clicking through here the rings of power they're pouring the uh, the o getting those shots yeah and this is what was amazing they have like um like a glass mm. piece of glass or something like a ramp where they just they pour two buckets of water and it just comes running down over top of the title to cool it. They've got cameras all over it and they're just getting that, that um, steam or whatever, right. Rising mm -hmm. off of these cooled. And it all makes sense too, right? It's they're, they're forging the title. And this is a series about the forging of these rings of power. Well, you gotta think too, if this is how much time and effort they put to revealing the title, how much more is this going to be like the the dedication and effort they put into each episode? Like yeah. this is just the title reveal. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, and so let me let me uh, shout out here. Uh, let's see, Lane. Let me see. Let me pull up this message real quick. He said, "Yeah, he wanted to give me a, a text message. I could I could read here. So his his two cents. He's blown away." Uh, that, that it was all practical effects, like you said, like that's that's mind blowing. Um, I thought it was landscapes at first. Then I totally thought that it was CGI forging. Uh, the fact that they went to those lengths on a title reveal is incredibly reassuring. Uh, I think we'll see the return of lots of practical effects, which is one of the things so many of us loved about Lord of the Rings. Uh, Sarah also said that she loves young Galadriel's voice. Uh, is that Morf Morfid Morfid Clark? I think is is I think the, the actress. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, it was cool. Um, yeah, it was cool how her higher timber, uh, you know, uh, makes her sound younger. Actually, so she's oh, yeah, yeah. Which is this is a young Galadriel, right? So, just just some thoughts from Goldberry and uh, Lane there, and uh, yeah, just just awesome. So, if you guys got thoughts uh, on it, we're gonna post a video over on on YouTube just with some of our reaction and some of our our thoughts. Leave some comments over there, and we'll probably do at some point we're gonna do a standalone just again on. I want to get some of the uppers, just people we've had on the show before, their their thoughts on this, and then um, when do you think we're gonna get? So September second is when it's coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. When do you think? the likelihood that like where are we going to get a like a trailer it would i was be... just thinking about that if i were to guess i would say maybe like a few months before like maybe the summer i feel like this see this is very much as like we're going to like uh wet your appetite for it we're not going to give you too much yeah but we're going to give you enough to get excited and right. i think um Probably a couple months before September 2nd, they might do more of a reveal because, um, I mean, I look at other movies that have come out where, especially when there's been so much secrecy going into it, I'm thinking of um, the newest Spider-Man movie, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, was a lot of stuff that they were like, we want this to be a surprise to people. And right. there's obviously rumors and stuff like that, but for such a huge thing that people have been looking forward to, there's been rumors for years. I think they're going to kind of keep their cards pretty close to the chest about not revealing too much all at once. But I think probably a, a couple months beforehand, if I were to guess, they will probably reveal a little bit more and I'm just excited for whatever we get. 
it's going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I am too, and I think you're you're probably right that they do want to keep this really secretive and and not much to be known about it. We got that one image release, so and I think one of the things I've read about Amazon is that they like to kind of bombard the world with their promotional material just yeah. a couple months out and not like start nine months away and say, okay, mm -hmm. here's a big trailer and oh yeah, this is not coming out for another nine months or something. So this yeah. is. You downplay, I mean, not downplay it, but you just uh, enough for those people who are all following the Twitter accounts and pe people like us who are like in locked in on it. So I know this was really encouraging because Lane, well, last time we talked about this, he was like, man, at some point you just have to like give us something because yeah. I've run out of things to kind of, I don't even know there, there's nothing. So um, we just need to see it. And then here we go. We got it. And then we'll get some, uh, we'll get some more uh, trailers hopefully. So yeah, I think you're right. I think we'll probably be, you know, three, four months out or something. We'll get a, uh, we'll get a teaser trailer and I'd rather not know too much about it. Honestly, I'm, I'm in on the secrecy mm -hmm. thing. Look how that paid off for Spider-Man and like the Mandalorian yeah. and other shows. It exactly. pays off huge when you can hold those secrets in, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which this is a slight tangent, but in listening back to the last episode that was posted with uh, mm -hmm. Jim Nichols, did the, um, the uh, War of the Rohirrim, did that come out? Yeah. It was released? Yeah. Right, Not no, so <clears throat> that's an interesting, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't yeah. know what is going on with that. Uh, I'll look up real quick and see what I can find. I think they postponed it. Um, or so, it was just a title reveal that they wanted to kind of shove it out there that, hey, we're doing this, but we're not saying when. Yes. You know? I. So, and that's what I thought. I remember listening to um the episode and i was amazed that like you guys had talked about in that episode um that warner brothers slash new line um yeah. had come to an agreement with the tolkien estate and um i mean it says right here i'm just on the imdb page that it says production status filming um which isn't a whole lot to go off of, but I mean, I love, I think you um, or Jim may have mentioned, or you or Lynn may have mentioned like enter the matrix. That was like another example of how they got like an anime style to follow a storyline. Uh, Batman did something similar called Gotham night where they did a couple different animation okay. styles. And I'm like, this is awesome too. Not to downplay Rings of Power by any means, but yeah, yeah. to have more like on-screen adaptations of things that, you know, it sounds like this could be part of canon from the Peter Jackson trilogy in that they might like reference stuff, but there's so much freedom that you have with the medium of animation. Right. Um, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, if that happens, that'd be great. I almost wonder if they put it off because of the hype for um, the Rings of Power. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I this is this was been a, a kind of a mystery to me. So it's this this anime film that's in development. They said they were fast tracking it, and this was in June of 2021. And we've not heard a daggone thing since, yeah. really. So, um, and it's yeah supposed to be set 250 years before the main events of Lord of the Rings. And we just don't, we just really don't know anything. anything. I thought it was going to be something like they were going to try to get it out before Amazon. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it's a competing studio. You think right. like, 
let's get this out so we're not having to like compete with the success of the Amazon thing. But yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. So, so it is, yeah, if, if people have updates on that or thoughts, uh, s- send us a message for sure. Cause I'd love to, I'd love to discuss it more. And you know, who knows, maybe it just seems odd that they would, this anime would be trying to compete again. It's just tough. Like either fast track and get it out beforehand. So, like, so, cause once we get the Amazon series, people are going to just be locked and loaded on that. And it's like the time to strike might be before they, I don't know, but who knows, man, they, they could in a month or so say, Hey, it's coming in this summer. It'll be out. You guys can all watch it. And it's sort of a, an appetizer before we get ready for, even though the two different studios and different uh, rights and different timeline are different time periods. It's still, we're all Tolkien fans and we're, exactly. we're yeah. yeah. If Tony and Marvel can make coexisting oh my. related things. Absolutely. You know, it's exactly. all about uh, appreciation of the source material. Right. So, right. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that was an amazing feat that that they've been able to get Spider-Man involved in the Avengers and everything, too. So, yeah, if they can do that, we can definitely do something here. So, um, okay, man. Yeah, I think that is, uh, gosh, that's all I really have for, like, news. And that's your biggest news you can get. Yeah. It's so wild. Normally, uh, Lane and I will record something. And so I was like, I actually was going to record with you or try to record something. Mm-hmm. And the date that I had picked originally was, like, before this dropped. And I was like, there you go. Holy smokes. That's yeah. just normally our luck is that Lane and I will record something, then the news drops, you know, and we're like, ah, shoot. So this worked out uh, perfectly for us, which is which is cool. Definitely. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's dive in. I think we're ready to go, man, for just some takeaways. Yeah. Let's do it. it. Okay. All right. So um, we are, and this is so weird for me. The reason I told you this might be a little bit different, I, I, I told uh, Joe just to grab like, three to five major takeaways mm-hmm. from this. And again, I'm going to extend the episode by bringing other folks on and we have uh, more, more to discuss here, but I just wanted to do some major takeaways because I have actually gone ahead and recorded uh, chapter 16 and 17 and mm-hmm. so on. And so it's so weird to come back. Cause I feel like I've referenced this chapter so much in those other episodes. Could be so disorienting. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, one of the things that we didn't get to do uh, that lady and I normally do is, is the whole, so it, so in this, uh, well, let me read a summary first. I'll get it started with a summary and, uh, and then we can kind of dive into some of the details here and do these takeaways. But so the thrush that had attracted Bilbo's attention outside the secret door to the lonely mountain is revealed to be, and I always say this name wrong is, is it, is it rock or, or rock? Uh, Roak. It's Roak? this is where Jim would come in handy because there's like yeah. the two dots over the A, and that's something linguistically that I can't remember what it means. Yeah. But so Roak. 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 Son of now wait a second. Roak, son of Kark. 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 That's I'm sorry, man. That's dangerously close to like. <laughs> that, I, Cheesy cat. I mean, no, just for me, because you know, I, I fumble words like crazy. That's just what I'm known well, for. Well, if you say it with a British accent too, that doesn't really help. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good God. So okay. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, that that's we'll we'll talk about him here in just a second. But he tells Bilbo and the dwarves that smog is dead and that they should not trust the uh master of Lake Town, but rather Bard. Um yes. Oren, is, is assuming his ancestral role as king under the mountain, and he sends the thrush for Dane in the Iron Hills. Um, Thor wants to go back to the mountain. The dwarves work to fortify the mountain against the elven king as they work. The ravens bring them news. 
Now, the elves then are pitching camp. They're, they're making merry. The dwarves then make merry themselves as well. Uh, Bard approaches to kind of under a banner, like a peace banner to, to, to parlay, right, with, with Thorin. And he refuses as long as Bard's men ally with the elves. Like, he's not going to share any of this, this, this treasure and what is owed to Bard and to the people of Lake Town. As long as they still appear to be an army outside of his doors, he's he's out. He's not going to uh, deal with them. So Bardsmen leave, and then his bannermen uh, return with demands for part of the uh, of the treasure. And then Thorne refuses. All that all that stuff is there. So really, this uh, for me comes down to like that we learn about Smog, and we learn that he has been killed. And and I'll, so a part of the song. This is what I wanted to jump to here. And and as as I think about things that Lane and I. Uh, had talked about and things that we were excited to kind of cover from this. The song that they start singing in this, uh, the second piece to it is the sword is sharp, the spear is long, the arrow swift, the gate is strong. And it's just like they're they're singing. I think about this arrow, the black arrow that that goes up the hits, smog, takes him out. He's dead. Everyone is is making merry, thinking that all is well. And you would think, Joe, in, in a great story like this, that that this is, you know, this this is this point um, where you would think that this is this point where like we have um, uh, that there's nothing. I know, so, I, so I know you cut out there for a little bit. Just I just I professional move, my friend. I just kept right on dri- driving. No, that was good. That was good. Mo- monologuing like a crazy man. But okay. um, smog dies and we still think like uh, we think it's over. We think we think this 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 should be done. But yet we're still actually. There's a lot more journey left. There's a lot more uh, adversity, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that to me is is the big reveal here. There's an army on the move. The armies are gathering. The clouds are gathering, if you will. And mm-hmm. although they're making merry and they actually break out the instruments here yeah. and they get into some some songs about the, the the under the mountain, dark and tall. The king has come unto his hall. His foe is dead. The worm of dread. And ever so his foes shall fall. Um but it is we know and we can even we can we can tell that this is this is not looking this is not looking good they're, they're only there there's just a few doors going to stand yeah. up against like all of the like these armies out there and it is it is key that he is trying to get his cousin dane yeah. to show up right and help secure the treasures here so i don't know what just a initial kind of takeaways your thoughts on on the chapter as a whole there yeah. So one big thing. So going into the song, I yeah. like this is such a like seemingly overlooked detail, but the the um, variety of styles of music that Tolkien puts into the different races. So like you hear about the Elven songs, you hear about the songs of like the halflings, the hobbits. And then right. you hear about the songs of the dwarfs. And I think I even wrote this down, like <laughs> Bilbo comments in this chapter that like, oh, the songs of the elves are peaceful and merry, but the songs of the dwarfs are much too warlike. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. like, that's like the culture of the dwarfs of like these warriors. They like have all this adversity in their history. And I'm just like, wow, this is really it's such a cool detail of like the huge world that Tolkien created of like, yeah, this is what a dwarf like traditional song would sound like because yeah. of 
the history and the culture of the dwarves. And I was like, oh man, this is so epic. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and that's that's the attention to detail that that we love that we that we think about. It's just the so it's not just that it's a song or that it rhymes in a certain way or that it tells a story, but it's also like it's it's style and it's tone and you know, and even really, yeah, what is the story and what are their focuses? Like what what do when they when they create songs or uh, or even artwork or whatever, Tolkien's thinking about like what's actually being manifested or what's being sort of conveyed in that art form, which is different culture by culture or, yeah. like, you know. I mean, you look at in like different countries, nationalities today, what's a good indication of their history? You look back at their folk songs. Yeah. Like, American folk songs will sound very different than like say Irish folk songs or, you know, folk songs from like Mexico or Russia. And so again, further building into the history, this world that he's built, he's like, this is what a traditional song of the dwarves would sound like versus that of the elves. And just, I, it's amazing. I mean, the power of music, I think is just profoundly yeah, just beautiful and has stuff that I think most people underestimate. But like the fact right. that they're like, OK, music can also be a rallying cry. The elves are like, oh, yes, we're be- as humans. We're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. King Mary and the El- uh, the dwarves are like, all right, let's yeah. challenge that. Let's sing our own song. Let's rally together and be like, we have the uh, the holes once again. We have reclaimed yeah. treasure and I, I don't know. That's like a really cool thing that I think he just puts into this story that I'm like, ah, oh, it's phenomenal. And it's throughout all of his books of right. the songs and how they tell a story, but they also like show the the culture of the different people that are singing these songs that I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. No, that's a really good point. And, you know, uh, when I first started reading The Silmarillion and I, I realized – because I'm one of my favorite things to do is to try to like look at the songs and, and think about what what tune were they sung in and, and yeah. stuff like that, you know. 
And I, I was like, wow, the whole start to this whole world is, is they sung it into existence. Like it was the power of song. And you're like, what the heck? Now, it makes a, a whole lot of sense as to why on these journeys that he focuses so much and gives pages, if you will, to songs and, and wow. stuff. So I, I thought that was what I told Lane at one point um, when I thought about the uh, the show that's coming up, the Numenorians and maybe some of the like mid of the West or, or uh, different groups inside of middle earth. If they're going to battle and I, I can just imagine, like, I don't know how dark what the tones are going to be, but mm. if all of a sudden a, a, a force of men are, are marching out onto the battlefield against, you know, the, the dark Lord and they start singing in some war song yeah. and men are just like arrows are flying and men are dropping, but the song just mm. keeps you know, like they're marching on. I was like, I had, this, I had this vision and I was like, I hope to God that they bring song into this, you know, new new series because it is such a, a big deal in Tolkien's work that I, I was hoping that there was a, a powerful moment like that in the series. And kind of a long, I mean, I feel like anybody who is also like intrigued by the music, there is a whole wealth of people that do covers of songs featured in Tolkien books. One of my favorites, I was actually just listening to it today and um, I can send you the link. Maybe it can yeah. be posted in here. It's yeah. a version of the Misty Mountain song that's done almost in this Gregorian chant style. Whoa. And it's so it's it's different than the kind of version that you hear in the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. Right. In that right. It, it takes a little bit of uh, a different take on it. Still the same lyrics, but right. Um, Peter Hollins is another guy that has done covers of ones that weren't even in movies, but okay. they okay. like done. And so I, yeah, it's really, really cool. But I agree like yeah. with the series to see, okay, the people making this series are obviously diehards. I think that's been well-documented. And so yeah. to see how they incorporate music into the show, I'm, I'm also really excited to see. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, when uh, after after we're done here too, I'd love to get a link to that because I like looking up those things too and hearing yeah. different people's takes and, and stuff. Also, shout out to uh, Rebecca Rovney, friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've had a chance to do this on this podcast or not, but she has a YouTube channel. Uh, she's an upper and she covers a lot of the songs from the films and, and stuff like that. So really close to a thousand subscribers. So I hope folks will go kind of check her out. She does violin and she does a lot of violin covers. Yeah, you would love it. I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll send you I would love to check that out. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, so song uh, is definitely definitely powerful. And this whole song too. And this was there. Were there more than one song, or was there just one? Let me see here. This is kind of a short chapter, right? It's yeah. Short. I want yeah, to. It's just the one song. They reference the song of the elves, but they don't really go into specifics. God, this is a shorter chapter than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's like amazing! And music. <laughs> that's, that's, like, yeah. that's really okay. So let me let me back up. Then I'll, I'll make a point, and then we'll, we'll dive to one of your other uh, other points here. I want to back up to, um, because I jumped to the song because that just you know I, I, I caught my attention. The uh, and I struck Roach, Roach, right? Rock, Roach, Roach. Sounds like rock to me. I rock. So. Anyways, the, the Ravens and, and Ravenhill, I, I think it's interesting to see that Tolkien gives almost like greater wisdom sometimes to like, be, because the wisdom or the counsel that is that is given by Rock is better than like, I mean, he's, 
I don't know, he, like like later on in even other chapters because we've, we've we've covered those. Mm-hmm. Like his advice is so much better, and he and he warns uh, Thorn of 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 things, and he just he doesn't heed those warnings, and he seems to be a very wise individual. And I just love when you can find those like animals or creatures in a story that carry wisdom and we undervalue them a little bit are we, we we were watching a character kind of undervalue that and we see him stumbling and we we are going like well i think we should probably listen to the talking raven you know yeah, like right if it can talk i feel like it's kind of a big deal yeah he so. has um i think they say he is like 153 years old oh really yeah a hundred years and three years and fifty years, which I was like, that's a weird way to say it, right. but still like Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So that's old. That yeah. is old. Um now and he talks about too like his um his father, right? I mean, he talks about like being descended and, and having there's a whole group of them that have been communicating and stuff. Like the thrush is speaking too, like in its yeah. own sort of uh, uh way, which is which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's uh, another magical piece yeah. to, to all of this, but yeah, he gives that counsel. Um, and uh, yeah, no sooner had he finished speaking than the old thrush gave a loud call and immediately flew away. Um, and this is them trying to figure out what to do. So I kind of went to the song and then backed up just a little bit here just to go back and point out that they're, they're dealing with this news. Um, let me get to the part that, yeah, here we go. Dead, dead shadow of the dwarves. Then we have, um, we have been in needless fear. The treasure is ours. Um, so they, cause they did sort of, they know that when Smog left, he was, I think they, there's gotta be some guilt, right? Like they just rooted out this dragon and it just went and torched this town. Yeah. And, you know, so like later on when Bard shows up, I just feel like, how do they not sit there and shake their heads and go, yeah, we kind of caused all of that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you instantly be like, hey, sorry, we've got more than enough. And you guys want to, like, join up or whatever. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. Smog just torched their city, man. Well, like, even the juxtaposition, and, and I'm sorry, we're kind of jumping back and forth. But, like, That's this right. idea of, like, we were in needless fear because Smog is dead now. But then they go to the opposite extreme once they get back to the halls. Where yeah. Thor is like obstinately fearless, despite the fact that there are multiple armies that want to That's take true. claim. Yeah. And I'm just like, what a crazy switch yeah. in a single chapter. Right. That is that is true. Yeah. It's, it's, he's all over the place. Well, and, you know, Lane and I were talking about the the power uh, and what I read kind of in the analysis there and just our summary was was the idea that Smog's um, curse, you know, this this power, this presence, uh that he's sort of, well, one, gold itself, right? This treasure was a lure for smog. Then yeah. it's it's corrupted in some sense, and it has its own power, but it's also been set on by a dragon. And now we have folks coming uh, to, to, to possibly claim it. There's some message there about wealth and gold that I think yeah. we should probably, and, and when you get to the very end of all of this, what Bilbo decides to take with him, I think is also a big deal. He could have took a lot more. I mean, the Shire, he could have passed around just, if, if you would have took like, I think his full share and just really spread it out, my friend, like it's a, it's a whole different uh, ball game in, in, in the oh. Shire, but it's all, it almost brings with it kind of um, it goes back to that biblical reference, right? That, that it, greed or, or whatever, like the, that, that uh, lust or lust for money is like at the root of all kind of evil and, and, yeah. and stuff. So 
Um, I just think that's kind of uh, interesting mm -hmm. to think about. But uh, yeah, any other, you know, uh, bigger thoughts and, and takeaways? Do you have anything else kind of? So I like, I, maybe just because there's like this really fun game um, that I love to play. It's called Wingspan. But the study of ornithology, uh, my wife, Annalise, is really into it. So it's the study of birds and birds' habitats, the different, okay. different species of birds. And looking at this and other works of Tolkien, I'm like, he had to be an avid, like, bird watcher. Like, yeah. the details that he goes into, like, I was just looking. It's like, okay, they talk about starlings, finches, carrion birds, thrush. Yeah. You know, you look at other, like, films and they, like, ravens, crows. I mean, some of those are, like, more common birds that most people would recognize. But I feel like the way that he uses birds in this, like, kind of pivotal plot uh, ways, like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was because of the ravens that they learned about smog being dead. Yeah. Like, and Lord of the Rings, everyone loves to talk about it. It's like the eagles were right. a huge part, and even in in the Hobbit as well. But like, I like I have to think that Tolkien was probably a huge bird enthusiast. Just the way that he uses birds and describes birds and identifies different birds, and I like even the fact that he's like, oh yes, I speak bird speech. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I, that that actually does. That's a good point. Like, like maybe Tolkien was sitting there and, and he was listening to all the birds around him. He thought, eh, I think I know what they're saying. You know what I mean? Kind, yeah, kind of exactly. Like, right? I'm gonna make, yeah, I'm going to make a character where where he also feels the same way. Yeah, yeah you're right. As you said, carrion birds. I was like, boom, right there is one. I mean, uh, yeah. and, and there were some even in. Uh, yeah, the birds were an indication. They're, they're, they indicate things when smog leaves or or is, or is coming go like the lack of birds or the presence of birds would tell you something in previous chapters too. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. And I guess, um, yeah, it's starting to add up. You know, I think when we first start, it's not something you you're thinking about, but you get into a, it's almost like this, this slow build in, in bird references. And then you get to a talking Raven and it's like, all right, well this, this is, I mean, something, yeah. something's going on with the birds. That's a good point, man. I never would have really, uh, thought about that, uh, too much because it's subtle. And that's, that's the thing is that they're, it's not, so over the top it, it, yeah, it is sort exactly. of um layered in there we've had references to eagles in this book too we get them again like you said in the lord of the rings so um, yeah that was just something that i'm like it i never really put it together but in like rereading through this i'm like i i would bet money that tolkien was a bird enthusiast yeah yeah oh yeah yeah for sure yeah that's awesome um Okay, so now a couple other things here. I guess just as we as we as we try to um, work through some of this, you know, they uh, they get this news, their spirits are lifted up back to the mountain. They're on their way. Um, it's mentions too. I always wondered, you know, when you watch the films too, like the the approach to the gate, like um, the side door where they first enter is has been destroyed there's there's no access to that anymore uh and, and they hide inside then when they're inside of the the mountain and inside the kingdom there's really only one way to approach like the mountain is its own sort of uh, e even like the what do you call it? like the the foot of the mountain like he, like he describes all these different things and how narrow like along the narrow ledge of the uh, cliff like th there was only access by 
by water. Yeah. Uh, and, and a small sort of stream uh, went up that way and stuff. So like just the, the fact that he's describing how you would get to it, how they're going to haul stuff up, how they're going to get in and out of the entrance. And it, may, it, it does help you believe that these dwarves could fortify this and oh, yeah. on, on their own, you know what I mean? Like that, because for me, I guess when I first, uh, and especially when I was younger, I did, I could not visualize all of my mind and the movie wasn't there to help me, you know, uh, put it all together. And you thought, how did, how did these guys defend all this, this big open gateway, but it, it's closed and there is just a small access point, you know, to it. So um, I just think, again, that's your, that's your attention to detail from, from Tolkien. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, that's so, Let's see, Bilbo. Yep, he's just kind of giving us some some play by play on what's going on as they make their way back and what they start to kind of they start to discuss the lake men and the elves and what Roak had said and whether they were going to follow his advice and all that stuff. And and really, they just kind of discard it. They go right into their merriment. And we'd already mentioned the song, so we'll get past the song mm-hmm. um, and move her over on here. Here we go. Let's talk about Bard for a second. Okay, yeah. this guy shows up joe and he's respectable um he says i am bard and by my hand was the dragon slain and your treasure delivered yeah you think he's gonna do that that. i i I, that's not a guy who i would like just just you know kind of and i get that it's the association with the elves and Mm -hmm. and the posture of of the armies or whatever but uh it's it's pretty radical and this is where i think bilbo is a lot like us and and we're, we've got Bill Joe with us today, right? And he's, he's sitting there going, come on, guys. Like, this should be over. Yeah. This should be over. But also, you know, I mean, you do kind of, I don't know, like, they are vastly outnumbered. I guess I, too, would would understand some of the fear that that Thorin might have from the elves. Maybe. Mm-hmm. They, they did lock him up, you know? Yeah. That's. <laughs> did. So that is, I mean, to, to his credit there, um, Bard, you're cool. Lay down your arms. Separate yourself. When we don't see you as a threat or being associated with the Elven King, but again, the Elven King though, right, is was the one that helped the the Lake Town and yeah. helped and provided them with some provisions and stuff. And so it's just, uh, but then they're all rolling on to the doors of Thorin. So yeah, why it's, not help and then retreat? We you know, like once they're good, you know, exactly. It's it's this really cool perspective piece where. And actually, um, not to pat myself on the back, but oh, uh, the actor Jason Isaacs, who yeah. uh, he played um, Lucius Malfoy in the Harry yeah. Potter movies. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to meet him once at a Comic-Con. Okay. And he was like, uh, at a, a Q&A panel that he did, he was like, before anybody asks this, I just want to get this out of the way. People ask me all the time, why do I always play the villain? And I don't. Because the villain is only dictated by who is the protagonist. So you look at Bard, you look at the elves, you're like, the people of Lake Town were a people that suffered tremendous losses. And the elves were people who came in to help them. You look at it from their perspective, and the dwarves are the villains of the story. And so it kind of puts into perspective. And you really do feel that sort of like, sympathy for the people of Lake Town. They're like, hey, uh, you wouldn't have been able to reclaim this if it weren't for Bard killing the dragon and the dragon also decimated our town and stole a lot of stuff from us. 
So you're like, okay, yeah, I kind of feel bad for you. But because the story is like the dwarves reclaiming this, you're kind of like, yeah, but they're kind of a barrier to yeah. the dwarves' overall goal. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's, it does make for an interesting perspective. Yeah, you have to consider sort of uh, uh, perspective here and, and figure out, you know, whose who side are we on? And that's that's a tough piece. That's why it's really interesting that it is through Bilbo's eyes because he's mm. their friend. He's yeah. with them. He's also witnessing firsthand the corruption of the gold and the power on their minds uh, on, on Thorin. And then he's also seeing like, okay, we just, just that smog. We just, un- he was, I mean, Bilbo, I, I would imagine feels also not much, like, you know, to he's the burglar. He goes in and he sort of uh, instigates this. He's the guy with the stick that posts the, that, that pokes the, the bee's nest or whatever the wasp yeah. nest. And they're, they're out swarming around Lake town. So, you know, uh, th- he, he feels guilty. And in, in, in the chapters that, um, that you guys will hear in the next couple of weeks that Lane and I covered, we talk a little bit about Bilbo's guilt and how he felt the need. And also it's not even just guilt too. It's, it's, um, it's compassion for his friend. Yeah. That something needs to, like work lives are going to be lost later on. Like the stakes are rising. So this whole, the clouds, uh, the gathering of the clouds, the storm is brewing. And this is sort of a, a step up and it's really an interesting, first of all, let's talk about the title for just a, a hot second because you brought up perspective the mm-hmm. the gathering of the clouds that's happening the storm is brewing but yet merriment is being made all of the they're very merry they're very happy uh but you would think normally weather is indicating that something bad is coming but it's not quite here it's just the gathering of the clouds it's not necessarily in mm-hmm. our face yet um and even this initial bit with bard seems to be dealt with uh you know mm-hmm. he kind of uh, dismisses him and and hears him out um and this is Bilbo says this of what Bard said. He said, now these words as he, as he's speaking, it's a whole paragraph as he, mm-hmm. as he talks about um, the history and stuff and things that, you know, that we aided you in your, in your hour of distress and so on. And uh, Bilbo says, these words were fair words and true words. If proudly and grimly spoken, which by the way, I love that Bard is always described as this grim voice. It's a, always grim. I don't know why, but he's, it's a part of that too to make it's it's the word choice and the connotation of the word that yeah. makes us go well, I don't know that's this guy when you really read what his deeds are and what he did Bard's pretty awesome yeah but, yeah <laughs> when you read that he's a grim character you start to think well I don't know is 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 he is he a good guy or should he be yeah. one of the bad guys air quote um, but yeah Bilbo tells us that his words were um, words were true and Bilbo thought that Thorin would at once admit what justice was in them. He did not, of course, uh, expect that anyone would remember that it was he who discovered all uh, he who discovered all by himself the dragon's weak spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was just as well yeah. uh, for no one ever did. So, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so sad. You're like, uh, Bilbo was the one to figure him out. Yeah. Nobody remembers what Bilbo did. I forgot that line was in there though, and then it is sort of a, a, a you know a real good uh, dig, right? I mean, hey, by the way, yeah, the the thrush told you, um, and I'm I'm the one who told the that you know the thrush heard it from crazy, so yeah, but he's 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 dealing with that idea that Thorin doesn't know or that Thorin is not gonna. We'll, we'll learn here that he uh, doesn't react the way Bilbo thinks. Um, he does reference right before this too that they're chiefly the hunt had been for the Arkenstone. You know, um, Joe, I have it here. What are your, what are your thoughts too? Because I've been obsessing the last couple episodes just on mm-hmm. the Arkenstone 
What do you think about the Arkenstone, my friend? Do you, do you like, have you ever given it much thought like as to what it is or uh, we know it's important. We know no. that it's the most desired gem or jewel uh, in, in the lonely mountain. Yeah. Right. I, so there are two things that I've thought about with this one. I'm like, I wonder if like from a physical standpoint, if it is of a material that is far more glamorous and valuable than anything else, than gold, than diamonds and rubies. That's why it's coveted. But I, not that it has like a mind of its own, like the one ring, but it mm. has enough of a pull for it, for them to be like, we're going to risk everything. We have to get the Arkansas. Yeah. It was like the most yeah. prized possession in this whole hall of treasures. Like, I right. there's something about it that almost seems supernatural in its pull to motivate Thorin to just like blindly be like, I don't care if I die here. Like, this is what this is all about. Right. And yeah. Right. No, that's a really good point. So you talk about like gold being rare. That's why we why we value it and precious mineral and all that kind of stuff. Uh, precious stone. So this is a something that. We don't, we've never seen anything else like this. There's never been anything else found. And I think what I've always thought is that, you know, Tolkien likes to talk about how um, he talks about trees and he talks about green life and forest and things that grow and all that stuff. But sometimes when he talks about mountains, he talks about as, you know, as if they grew there, they're still a part of nature. They're still, even though they're stone and rocky, that there's something and so the arkenstone is at one point described as like the heart of the mountain yeah. and you think about it being like, uh, like if, if a mountain were alive it would need a heart that would pulse that would radiate life and help it grow not that that's exactly what it is but mm -hmm. it just made me think like this is something super super old that was in the very beginning and i don't know like if you wanted to throw an actual easter egg into the show Arkenstone lore. <laughs> this is like where I'm at. I'm like, like, tell us more about even if it's the elves talking about something well before it's found. You know, mm -hmm. I just feel like if there was something and we're like, huh, is that one of the same? I because it's just such a mysterious thing. It is so different yeah. from every other gym. And it was found so deep down at the roots of this mountain that it's described as almost the heart of the mountain. Yeah. So well, and then you you made a good point, which I didn't even think about, like not just the like intrinsic value or the value of it from like how much it would be worth, but also the historic value of it. Like yeah. it's been around long enough. It's ancient other like cultures and races were well aware of it. So from that standpoint alone, that also gave it value. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I don't know that I've ever really paused to think of like, it is kind of shrouded in mystery, but everybody knows it's so incredibly valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things we just don't really, we, we call it the Arkenstone and we say, all right, that's what it is. You know, we just, we just kind of roll on, but I love what they did in the show. They really made it this extra level glowing. You'll know it when you see it. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't miss it. And the fact that Bilbo takes it and it's a part of his claim is also hysterical. You know, that's the one thing they're trying to find. And, and the burglar gets it and he actually does steal it for himself, which is <laughs> uh, fantastic. So, but uh, yeah, just to kind of wrap up some of this other, other, other bits here. Um, they, 
go on and, and again uh bard is is refused right by by thorin um he kind of basically says like the treasure's ours regardless of anyone's like smog stole it from us it was originally ours and it always has been but he's trying to make the play like well we we aided you and that was sort of a there was like an agreement here that that we were going to get our share for our losses and recompense and all this, all this stuff and it just does not uh does not happen um let's see bard says yeah or no this is thorin i will i will not parlay as i have said with armed men at my gate not at all with the people of the elven king nor at all not at all with the people of the elven king whom i remember with small kindness uh in this debate they have no place that's a good points thorin points like that's a good point um be gone now ere our arrows fly. And if you would speak with me again, first dismiss dismiss this elvish host to the woods where it belongs and then return laying down your arms before you approach the threshold. Do you think, do you think he would have actually, do you think he would have given them some, some treasure or he would have, uh, were there. yeah, had, had they have, had they have dismissed the Elven King and Bard and his people laid down their arms and just showed up and said, Hey, Look, we're here. We do what you ask. Now let's talk. See, uh, part of me wants to say he was so blinded by his greed at that point yeah. that he was just like, no, I'm not going to. And making up like, because the elves are here and because you have weapons, no, I'm not willing to consider this right now. Right. I feel like at that point, Thorin was not going to budge at all. He wasn't going to compromise. He's like, this is mine and mine alone. Nobody else lays claim to it. I I feel like, you know, he, I don't know that he would have compromised on that. Yeah. I think he was trying to come up with excuses as to why he wasn't going to do it. But I think even if they were like, all right, we laid down our weapons. And we see that a little bit later on when like the other guy comes and like announces. Um, I I don't know that he would have. I think he was so blinded by his greed at that point, like having laid claim to this being in the hall, there's no more smog. I don't think he would have done anything to like share it with anybody. Yeah, I think you're right. So it is probably one of those things where he knows they're not going to like, Hey, do this one thing and then we'll talk, but he knows they're not going to, uh, or he says, Hey, when you guys come back and do it, I'll come up with something else. There's a nut. He has like a list. Yeah a mile long of reasons why he's not going to give up this treasure. This is just option number one and also pretty good one because they're, they're not going uh, to do yeah. that. They're not going to back down and they are kind of um, demanding it. And they, and as Bilbo said, they're fair and ju- just words. And this is the problem is that they understand what they're saying is respectful, mm-hmm. uh, giving him his claim, but also requesting it was very fair. Oh yeah. But what they don't understand is is what Bilbo is also seeing on the other side of this, because the whole reason he comes out, you know, to to kind of it, it brings the Ark and Stone is because he realizes that the treasure has has gotten to them and that yeah. the curse is real and that really it's beyond they're out of their right minds. Right. They're not in yeah. their right mind and that therefore they're not making these um, they're not making very good decisions. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of wild. So we'll, we'll wrap up the last couple um, paragraphs here. Uh, Thorin seized a bow of horn and shot an arrow at the speaker. It smote into his shield and stuck there quivering. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. He shot, I mean, he's shooting a freaking arrow at him. 
Uh, since such is your answer, he called in return. I declare the mountain besieged. So actually what, what Bard had said there was basically just that, like, you know, he's, he's telling him that, um, if you would have friendship and honor of the lands about and, and his sires of old, then we also give, um, that he will also give somewhat of his own for the comfort of the men of the lake. And he's like basically just kind of reaffirming very fairly. This is the way. And he shoots an arrow at him and, and says, you know, this is your answer. I'm declaring you. I'm declaring that the mountain is besieged. You shall not depart from it until um, you call on your side for truce and parlay. We will bear no weapons against you, but we leave you to your gold. So that's actually Bard who's who's rolling out saying, mm-hmm. um, whoa, I declare. Yeah. Oh, since such is your answer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. since that was his answer, that's where he's basically saying, yeah, that the mountain is besieged. I get it now. All right. Yeah, um, I misread that at first too. I was like, "Is this yeah. two separate instances, or is this all the same?" Like, yeah, no, he's um, with the elves, right, right, yeah. So okay, that makes sense. And so, and this is where, yeah, we we leave you to your gold. Um, yeah, you may eat that if you will. What the heck? Yeah, I love that line. Like, hey, oh, yeah, you know what? You're so greedy for your gold. You can have it. Good luck trying to find food. You're stuck here, but you could just. You can just eat your gold. You'll be fine. Right. I mean, it is kind of a, yeah, it is. It is a dig, right? It's, it's one of those things. It, something should should trigger in his mind because they mention at the end of this, uh, I think it's Bilbo or someone is, is grumbling. Uh, the whole place st- uh, stunk of dragon. He grumbled to himself and it makes me sick. And cram is beginning to simply stick in my throat. So basically all that they were eating was was this cram. And it, it points out that they'll starve. They're going to they're gonna die in there. They're willing to die just sitting on their gold um and not making some sort of truce or whatever but they're holding out for dane and they've got roach uh son of Kark, uh heading to get aid and and everything so again a very short chapter and um you know it's just kind of an interesting it's a it's it's a turning point though i mean it's one of those i think when you're first reading this and i it's hard for me to recall as a kid when i was first reading it but you start to think you don't see it going this way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start to think, okay, this must be just one long drawn out resolution. You're starting to look at the last couple of chapters saying, all right, this is just a long resolution, the journey home or something. Huh. No, it totally shifts here. Cause it does. the climax feels like smog being defeated. It, it feels like that should be it. Right. That's that, that's what it's all about. And I don't know if it's talking, talking about, you know, a bit more about the nature of war and that sometimes on the way home, there are these little like, I mean, are there's even though after like the major battle is is one that should be it for everybody. But yet there's still this fighting over what's left over. You know, yeah. you won some you you occupied a, a country or you did something or you gained your goal. And then it's there's the extra fighting with your own freaking allies, the people that you were allied with, you know, beforehand. It just. Well, yeah, you crazy. see that in the, in the return of the king. Of like after the hobbits go yeah. back to the Shire, they have to fight back for right. to reclaim it. Right. Yeah. Which is which is which is why. Yeah. So he does it twice, kind of right. Yeah. So yeah. he does it in uh, in the Hobbit and then exaggerated in in the Lord of the Rings. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Which random oh. little trivia thing? Yeah. The actor that plays Dane in uh, the Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies is yeah. the great Sir Billy Connolly. Who okay. Billy Connolly is from Scotland. He's got like a very, very distinct. Oh yeah. He's in um Boondock Saints. He's okay. um the dad. Um 
And then he's also, I don't he's done other stuff. He was in the Jim Carrey series of unfortunate events, but like really, really solid Scottish actor. Absolutely phenomenal. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's Billy Connolly. He's so yeah. epic. Yeah. So, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, his, his accent is, is freaking, you know, wonderful. I was thinking about like when I was in, uh, Scotland, I was talking to Lottie and just some of the accents that were there. My Lord, I, w- she, you know, she being German was like, can you understand what, what, what some of them are saying? And I was just like, uh, yeah, let me, just let me, I need to hear it, you know, uh, once or twice. Lane was asking about the accents and stuff over there. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Dane showing up in, the when he shows up in the film, it's such a freaking, it feels so much more epic. I mean, it's, it is epic in, 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 in the book, mm-hmm. but they really played stuff up in the, in the film. I mean, it was, it was like, He's just awesome. What is he riding on? Is it like a, a pig or a, a, a boar or like a- like that? Yeah, I remember it's like this very triumphant entry, and you're like, oh wow. Got, yeah, I think they've got like goats too and stuff, or this, maybe it was a goat. I don't know. Um, yeah. So now, okay. So friends, this is kind of uh, again, as we said, just a kind of a, a different episode for us. Uh, you will hear uh, the next two episodes are are uh, Lane and I talking about uh, the next two chapters. One, we are in his house. Uh, we're, we're there uh, in in Amanda uh, d- doing her thing, catching up from my adventures. And then he's catching me up on on Vigo and everything. And, uh, and then we go over to paragraphs and that's around the holidays and stuff like that. And then we'll we'll finish back up and we're going to have Bill Joe back on if he's down. You know, I, think we're, I we're, always yeah. enjoy this so much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a few other surprises maybe planned in this episode. I got to kind of contact a few people and and get some. Uh, some ideas rolling here just for the end of this, but I uh, wanted to get some surprises here, but I wanted to just, just to say quickly to, you know, Lane and Sarah, who I know will be listening that we, we, we love guys. They are my family, yeah. you know, like they, um, those little babies call mm-hmm. me uncle Ez, And so I said, you know, at, at the, I was, I was talking to Lottie beforehand, like when, when we get a chance to go down to the Shire, uh, it's Uncle Ez and it's and it's Aunt Lottie. And I'm just so excited for them. Just I, I just can't wait to just go hug them all and hold them. And and talking to Lane the other day, I was I was um, they just have a lot going on, you know, and, and I just I feel they're such wonderful, wonderful people. And they always find the good and the positive and they focus on those things. And and you've you've had I mean, Joe, you know, you've talked to them for for years and, and you know that I mean, like. As people, I cannot like. I just want to brag up on them a little bit because they're yeah. such good people. My dad follows them on social media, and <laughs> he, he often tells me he's giving me updates. He's always giving me updates on 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 Vigo. He's giving me updates even before Vigo was born. My dad was giving me updates on Lane and Sarah. I was like, I was just down there, but like he's following. He's like he's telling me what they're up to, you know, uh, because he he loves the yeah. way they love their babies, the way they love each other the way they experience life. And I, I do just think they're such wonderful people. Yeah. And, um, and I told, and I told Lottie this and, and Lottie uh, has, has had me kind of, you know, share some words with them too, because they took care of Oez for many years, you know, they took care of me and uh, they, they fed me. They uh, Lane, Lane gave me a shirt. I'm wearing one of his shirts right now. <laughs> so I've got old Gandalf facing down the, uh, the bell rog on here. If you checked it on YouTube and, and I just, I love them to death. And yeah, and so I wanted you guys to know uh, just a little bit about what's going on. And, and 
they've said to me that the positive vibes and the and the words of comfort and things, uh, just the encouragement and the positive energy that they've gotten has been wonderful. And they and they do want you all to know that they're super thankful for that. Uh, and we just felt like you know, Bill Joe and I wanted to wanted, wanted to talk to you guys and just one, we want to just carry on the spirit of this of this journey and and lane i can tell you right now my friend he's he's itching to hear some of this he's already wanting he's already texted me and wanting to wanting a teaser have you guys finished recording yet what's going on you know so uh, i know i know he's excited for it um but uh yeah just 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 wanted to say that to them so yeah. lane and sarah whenever you guys are able to watch this love you guys so much i you're on my my heart and my thoughts daily and, you know, they're ones that have had a profound impact on me being involved in their lives together. It's just, it's made me a better person. And I don't say that lightly. I just, yeah, my heart goes out to them thinking uh, about them all the time and praying for little baby Vigo, the yeah. warrior. Um, and yeah, they're strong both in and of themselves and through the support that they get. And yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. make through, make it through this together. Yeah, for sure. And I, 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 um, Joe, I want you to know too, man, like I love when, when Lane said, let's, let's, we were talking about the party. Let's get the spirit of Bilbo in there. You know, <laughs> let's, let's bring, let's bring Joe. I just, I love it, man. And I could not think of a, of a, I was thinking about people who I wanted to kind of bring on, for this episode, you know, and, and I really just wanted, you just bring such a, a positive feel like when the clouds are gathering in our lives, I like to think of Bilbo. I like mm -hmm. to think you started this all off smoking your pipe, you know, <laughs> doing your thing just in the Shire. It gives you, it gives you comfort. Like yeah. when Bilbo was thinking about his trials and tribulations, the things he was going through, right. He thought of home, he thought of his armchair and he thought of those various things. And so I know right now too, that like, Sarah and Lane can't be at home all the time and yeah. they, they, they can't sit in their armchair and, 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 um, and be with their babies. And so I just, uh, I wanted to bring some of that spirit, uh, in, into this episode. And so I can't thank you enough, man, for, for coming oh, on. And, it's and my pleasure, man. I love doing this. I love anything too, that I can do to just help bring some joy to the fans, to Lane and Sarah, to you. It is yeah. always my pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, friends. Well, for now, I'm going to go ahead and what we're going to do is kind of wrap this episode up. This has been such an interesting podcasting experience for me, just in the way I've been uh, uh, working with like Cam on one of our episodes, mm -hmm. uh, working with you on this episode and the way it's all kind of kind of worked out. But, you know, that's that's life. I mean, I, I've through this whole process, I've been thinking just about how things don't always go the way we think they're going to go. The Like this 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 mm -hmm. story for Bilbo, for uh, all the great stories we read, like these things happen. And so it's just been, uh, it's been kind of interesting. I always try, it's funny, Lane, Lane will probably, um, we always try to make this like, well, the, how does the podcast parallel real life situation? People are like, ah, you guys are forcing it. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, ah, it, it seems to be kind of uh, eerily, you know, mimicking life in, in some way. But anyway, so I'll do kind of just our, our outro here, wrap this up and, and we'll, um, we'll be back again with uh, chapter, gosh, I don't even know what the last, next chapter is called, guys. That's how out of it I am. But chapter, uh, 16 for sure is what we'll be back with. And again, like I said, just so you guys understand, I'll put like a timeline in there um, as to how it all works out. That was an episode we pre-recorded back in um, October, I believe. So yeah. So with that, friends, um, thanks so much. Also follow us over at Up Talk and Tolkien for those updates. If you want to follow Lane 
and uh, Sarah, they're, they're, they're linked in, in that account as well over there. You guys can, can do that. And then uh, Bill Joe, I don't know if you want folks to like, you know, cause you know, follow, follow old Bill Joe. If you want to, if you want some. Feel free, man. I always enjoy stuff. posting humorous and random stuff. Got a puppy oh, a few yeah. weeks ago. So there's lots of puppy pics. Lately. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. You know, actually I was talking a lot. She were, uh, we have to figure out the whole, um, she's more of a cat individual. Okay. Mm. Really, really into cats. I didn't know it was a cat person. Just found this out though. I'm, I'm more of a cat person actually. And I, I didn't know That's it until, until I met Rosie, you know, and I don't know if it's because I met Rosie or if it always was that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Starts, things start to kind of, kind of blend together, but um, yeah, anyways. Okay. So cool. I'll leave a link down there for, for, uh, for Joe, you guys can follow him as well too, but friends, uh, thanks so much. And again, send that positive energy. Those, those, uh, Hug one another. I mean, my God, like I just we've we've lived through some crazy times in the pandemic and it's just been some some while it's still it's 2022 and it just feels um, I'm still exhausted from all of the pandemic stuff and just things going on in the world. And and part of why I wanted to share some of some of what's happened to me and, and, and Joe's news is I think it brings uh, some joy and some happiness and, and stuff. And by the way, too, I, don't, I say um, I, I want you guys when you get a second, Lane and Sarah like what I've learned through Vico is that like, it's the, there's still, he's so strong and that there are things like, like it's a, it's an inspirational, yeah. like, like it's like, sometimes it's like, it's just, I know they're going through so much or whatever, but um, when I asked Lane about whether I could, you know, just, just share some of this and come on and do this episode, he's like, man, how could, how could you not share Vico's story? How could you not like find some sort of, um, inspiration from, from such a strong spirit. And so that's, that's the thing. That's the big takeaway. I want you guys just sometimes even when we're in the Valley or, or things seem tough, like it, it is there too, where we find unexpected things that, that are, that are going to strengthen us, that are going to teach us, that are going to help move us forward in life. So hug one another, uh, love one another and know that we love you over here Absolutely. and we appreciate all you guys and, and, and all of your support. So, um, all right, friends, with that, uh, please like the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us, like us, write that review. Send us a shadow fax, and we will see you guys next time. And, and Bilbo knows. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.